This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 52 in a very intriguing Bantamweight title bout going down as he defends his crown against Keith Richardson. Very happy to be welcoming Reggie Barnett Jr. back onto the show. How are you doing there, man? You having a solid day? Um, I don't know. I'm doing man. You know me, I'm always grinding. Always, I'm not working and... Working on one thing, I'm working on something else. I'm preparing to do some work. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing this evening? Yeah, no, I'm doing well, man. Very excited to just be getting some insights from you ahead of, you know, such a big card and everything like that. Just readying to, you know, defend the Bantamweight title and everything like that. It seems like you're very excited to also show off the growing tool belt so yeah it seems like one you're particularly excited for here it seems like a big moment in your bare knuckle career I'm excited I'm out here I'm putting polite ass looking on this kid since he has work glad to put it that way and I'm excited to go in you know me, I'm always creating, trapping, trying to innovate within my sport. Push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. I've been doing just that. Yo, you do have that educated... I haven't sleep. I'm not sleeping with him at all, but I just don't think his experience level is quite where mine is, so I'm going to go and try to up to Annie and raise the bare knuckle game again like always. Yeah, I mean, it seems like your experience is decidedly more than his, so you feel like that's going to be the big variable because I feel like you're one of the higher fight IQ guys and one of the more experienced on the BKFC circuit. I'm not, I'm not sleeping with him at all. You know, I don't... Any man who steps in that bare knuckle square circle is, you know, dangerous in some retrospect. I just feel like, with my knowledge of the sport um, and my my growth within bare knuckle itself, it's gonna it's gonna play a big and give me a good edge going into that. I guess in like referencing some of his previous fights, though, because he's been you know active throughout the year for sure, like debuting in the sport in January and has since accrued a 3-0 and record. Like, what are your thoughts on some of the performances that he's had? I mean, like you said, you don't sleep on anyone and you do have that respect, but like, what were you able to, I guess, pick up on from his three BKFC performances so far? I mean, his first fight with um, Scoggins was a, was a war, you know what I mean? Um, that, that was a really tough fight for him. He took a lot of damage. And just his first fight, and then his other two fights, and just a real quick knockout to him. So, yeah, those just give you 
that one more doesn't give you an opportunity to truly learn or understand what bare knuckle truly is or what it's truly about. Um, I got a couple wars. Well, I've just got a couple ass wars, but I, I stay working within my craft to improve myself to be prepared for any side. But I don't. I don't really think he's going to be with just having one evenly tough batch fight to step in there with somebody who is, you know, I'm, I'm the OG, man. They want, I came from the very first tryout to being the world champion, and I'm here for a reason. He's really going to have to nut up or shut up to, to prove why he should have my spot, and I'm not going to let him just come in here and take my spot. It is a cool journey that you, you know, touched on, though. I mean, you went from, like, the tryouts and now being a champion and being a person who's dealing out, you know, advice at some of the tryouts along with Chris Lytle. So, love to see that, like, grassroots transformation, for sure, and just, like, timeline and all. Yeah, that was, that was, man, that, that was freaking awesome. And that's what I told some of the guys when I was at the tryout in Virginia, so, you know. For me, it's just come full circle, y'all. I came from the very first trial um, to be hosting one in my home state, you know, so it, it's a matter of how hard you're willing to work, how how much you're willing to learn about the sport and improve yourself as a very open fighter. I'm proof of that. Every fight, I haven't won, but, um, but you can see, even in my two, two losses, my growth within the sport. And I feel like your approach to the game on a fight IQ level and just kind of leading the charge in a lot of different regards, like different techniques people can implement and stuff like that. Like, do you have a certain, I mean, I don't want you to necessarily reveal the recipe if you're not looking to per se, but I'm just curious because it seems like, you know, you would maybe have to have like a certain methodology for coming up with some of these different, you know, techniques and some of these new forward thinking kind of techniques like, like, what does that process look like? Is that something you're, you know, comfortable talking about a bit? Like, the methodology for generating some of these newer bare-knuckle ideas? Or my, my approach is different. You know, everybody else looks at it like it's a fist fight. The way I approach bare-knuckle is completely different than anybody else. I'm, I'm not going to give you my recipe, but I will say that me and my coach were in the gym, you know, and I was showing him what I had, you know, been stirring in the pot the last couple of months, and... He's bigger than me, and he's like, damn. It's like he just continues to get even more lethal. So. Yeah, I just feel like when I talk to you, you say certain things to me that I don't really hear from other fighters. Like, I think you even were talking about how you, like, got your certain knuckles to be, like, kind of angled and at, like, an even sharper kind of degree one of the times we were talking. And I was like, that's interesting. I haven't heard anyone specifically, you know, phrase it in that way or, like, try to 
you know, navigate doing something like that? Yeah, I mean, the breakdown is completely different. Just how I use my, my, wep- my, my weapons, my hands, is different from other fighters. And some of them are, you know, starting to catch up, but then once you have that realization, it still takes a little while to have the know-how to use them in that appropriate manner. And I'll just give one piece of my recipe, you know, we're starting to delve into the anatomy of the human body and and how certain punches and certain ways and certain means, you know, affects the body. You know, guys just go out there and throw punches at the head, the body, and the face. Now, um, um, Now I'm into targeting certain aspects, you know, of your body and of your head and even, you know, some of your extremities to do damage to, either manipulate you to where I want you to be so I can you know, do further damage or just to defend myself you know, and, and using those techniques to be able to defend myself. I, mean, I don't really think that most guys understand that or even on that level yet. And I mean, just mentioning the word defend, I mean, this is like kind of a bit of a sidebar but even just giving the context of your last fight leading into this one like we were discussing how like no prior you know BKFC Bantamweight champion had defended that gold and that seemed to be a particular you know point of pride that you were you know taking from that especially in like a legacy kind of context like the fight was a little hectic in certain regards it seemed like maybe your opponent thought it was MMA at one point but you did get that defense so just in saying all of that like how much did that mean for you know the legacy and everything and I, it was like, yes, finally, you know, because you can win a championship, but you're not a real champion until you successfully defend it. You know, for me, that solidified, for me, that I was truly the Bantamweight world champion. And so now it's just continue to grow, get better, and move forward and rack up as many title defenses um, as I can until you know, I'm done in this sport. And if you call my name, whether if you do it politely like he did or you yell it loudly and these hands is what you want, just best believe that I'm going to come give them to you. And it's not going to be the same thing every time. And it seems like John Dodson might be one of these kind of characters. Like, I, mean, I know the last time we were talking, he was kind of making some claims about how you guys were apparently supposed to fight at Knucklemania 3 and you were like, oh, that offer never happened it never came my way like is that kind of something you are maybe thinking of in a certain sense because like when we were last talking you were like oh i'd be interested in maybe taking another belt like with him cementing himself as the flyweight champion i mean not overlooking this fight but maybe down the line is that something that could yeah not my focus right now is richardson but next year john dawson's time will come and i'm just gonna leave him just that he can sit on his, his you know, three-fight three, three fight world championship, but his time will come. We will do our dance, and I will prove to him what a real man is, not just the blitz fighter. But that's all it is. There's a difference. Yeah, just cool. I mean, a lot of interesting you know, potential opponents for you and everything. And I guess just curious to, you know, get your thoughts on this. I mean, I imagine you're excited to be fighting in, you know, South Carolina, but just with the last one being, you know, on the Virginia card, like, was there a certain sense of maybe hoping to get on, like, the next Virginia card, I guess? I mean, as of this recording with it coming up in a couple of days, like, was there a desire to kind of get on that or 
did it maybe not work out or right now I'm I'm packing my stuff and we're heading out tomorrow to go up to the car and say you know oh, cool. I'd love to fight you know here in my home state absolutely I mean what person wouldn't like to fight where they're from is it necessary no the majority of my fights have been down in Florida <laughs> and, and so now I have a fan base in Florida but I'm more or less making sure that I'm physically, mentally, spiritually conditioned to go fight wherever they tell me to go and whoever they put in front of me. Um, that's just the focus. And the sad part is that I got to go down here and beat this, beat up this young man in front of all his family and friends. <laughs> Not sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It seems like there's like a certain level of, you know, healthy respect heading into this. Just more of like a, hey, I've got to defend my belt, buddy. You're just kind of the next guy. Is that sort of the temperament with this one? No, no, I, I have the utmost respect, you know, like there's nothing. But at the same time, um, you got to kill me to beat me, man. Even if I have to come where you at, it's okay. I've been in uncomfortable places before, so... Um, and still went down there and took care of business. So, uh, and that's the mindset. Uh, you gotta kill me to beat me. I worked my ass off to get to where I am, and I'm not just gonna lay down and let somebody take it just because you got three wins and you decided to call out my name. Yeah, I get what you're laying down and everything like that. Just, I, it's curious. I mean, you talked about the spiritual part of, you know. The, the game and everything and how that has to kind of be in check like what do you do for I guess that spiritual nourishment like obviously the physical effort is very evident from what you put out there but what are you doing for like the spiritual refinement I guess you know um, most people know that God has brought me from a very low place well, I won't say I'm in a high place I don't consider myself you know better than any. everybody serves their purpose but it's just you know making sure that my mind is mentally in tune with my purpose and my purpose is never to go out here a world champion, you know, to be rich, famous. It's to show people that if you're willing to dedicate yourself to whatever you truly believe in in life, that you, you can achieve it. And I tell people all the time. I, I talked to one of the customers at work today, and I found out he was a teacher. And he's like, oh, I'm going to tell the kids all about you. And I was like, hey, man, don't tell the kids about me. I said, I want you to tell them that if they have a dream, something they believe in, um, ask God for the past and... Don't give up. Know that it's achievable. And he's like, man. He's like, yeah, I'm going to tell him that. Um, and I don't know if he can tell him the God part because you know how school is here in the United States. But at the same time, you know, I just wanted them to know that if you want something in life, don't let anybody ever tell you, no matter what, that it's not achievable. Even if you run into a roadblock, knock a few blocks out that wall and keep moving forward. Lord knows I have, but we, we just keep trucking. And you keep pushing despite any adversity. Yeah, and I think that's why your story resonates the way that it does too, because you did go through certain roadblocks and really showed that you had the, you know, vision and stayed the course. So I feel like that's like an especially inspiring lesson for, you know, people like that too, because yeah, I mean, it's not like always the, you know, flawless journey and etc like you really have to you know show that metal by like getting up and dusting yourself off and I feel like you've very much done that so that's cool that you're able to you know inspire people in that kind of regard and you, like you said make it more open-ended like just whatever their dream might be like some some, some you know fighters are out there for the glitz and the glam and the fame and whatever 
I'm out here inspiring the masses. We got the green go chase it. If you don't get the first time, if you really want it, keep chasing it. I was going to say, I feel like you have a very strong, like, familial kind of culture at your gym, too. Like, how much does that serve to, I mean, obviously refine your technique for these fights, but to keep you grounded, like you're kind of talking about here? Shoot, we're family. We punch each other in the face, we beat each other up, but even in my gym, 7x7 Boxing, and my affiliate gym, Crimestone Athletics, we're a family, you know. We're not just there to teach each other how to fight. We, we support each other in so many different ways and means you know, to help each, help each other win in life. You know? That's what I tell some of my students too. Even if you quit boxing, um, I just want to see you win in life. And if there's anything that we can do or anybody that my network of contacts can help, you know, we put you in place with to help you achieve your goals. That's, that's what it's really about. And, and that in itself is me winning. Yeah, it's just such a great mentality, man. I mean, just really, yeah, something you love to see and great to instill that in the younger generation and everything like that. But it's always good getting to talk to you, man. I do want to be mindful of your time and schedule and all that, though. So I'm curious if maybe there's like a final parting thought you'd want to add as we're kind of wrapping things up here, Reggie. Well, You're just ready to hit up the Salem card and, you know, get ready for this next fight, I guess, eh? Actually, I'm, I'm about to go to the gym and train. You know, my fight's late, so we late night train. I'm going to crash at the gym, and I'm going to get up in the morning, and me and my publicist, Nikki Booker, we're going to hit up to, uh, actually, we're going to stop in Roanoke, do a little bit of training with a couple of buddies of mine, and take our way over to the wins, and then... Probably go back down to Roanoke because it's only a couple hour drive. Do a little bit more training, get some rest, and the champ will make his appearance. I'm, I'm always working, I'm always grinding, I'm trying to if, get better myself so I can help other people get better. And that's, that's what it's, that's, for me, that's what I do. And my purpose is I get better when I'm helping other people get better. And, and it doesn't just have to be fighting. Yeah, it's a great attitude and an awesome, like, collective. Fighting is just my outlet. Yeah, it's just cool, like, uplifting a collective and just wanting to support people. I love that, man, and just really shows why you're the champ, you know, just, like, that work ethic and that desire to want to uplift other people around you. But, yeah, thank you so much for making the time ahead of BKFC 52. Definitely excited for this Bantamweight title fight on October 20th against Keith Richardson, but... Until then, man, you enjoy the rest of your night, and just, yeah, thank you for the time. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. I'm just, you know, grinding, and tell everybody, man, you got green, go out there and chase it. I'm living proof that even through the ups and downs, it is achievable. Yeah, it's an incredible story, man, and it'll be really cool to see the next chapter in that unfurl in the next little bit on October 20th. But yeah, again, to reiterate, man, always a pleasure talking to you, and just have a good rest of your night, Reggie. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Uh, we'll top it up again soon. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting. 
Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys.